Welcome to the Holy Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Heather, and this is the podcast where we strive for holiness even when everything in the world and our personal lives can feel like it's a massive hot mess. From deep theological chats to simple practical advice, we talk about it all here, all in hopes that we can encourage each other to keep our eyes, hearts, and minds set on heaven. You guys, it has been so long since I've done this that I like had to update the software, then move my mic case over there, there it was, and take a sip of water. Um, but I moved my, I had to like find the mic, make sure I had space on an external hard drive because I'm running out. Then I had to update the software. Then I had to like run a scan on my computer because there's no space left on that either. <laughs> Just literally the worst. So, um, you know, this is like a little hobby project of me. And if I'm not posting episodes, then like chances are I'm in like a pretty massive spiritual drought. Um, I just feel like this sounds so silly, but like, why does anybody care what I have to say or like care listening to me? I don't know. That seems kind of pity party-ish, but, um, so I figured I'd just hop on and give a little update because my kids have been sick. So we started homeschooling like mid-July because we were ready and it's hot as all get out here. And so I, um, we started homeschooling. So we're like, I think we're technically on like week five right now, but for the last two weeks, so like two Wednesdays ago, um, in the middle of the night going into Thursday, one of my twins woke up just like vomiting everywhere. And that day we had been to this coffee shop near us that is attached to a church and it has like a big indoor play place. And it's great because the indoor play place is like blocked off. So you don't hear all the noise when you're in the coffee shop, but it's big glass windows. So you can see your kids. My kids are now at the age where like I can go have coffee with another mom and like have an adult conversation for 45 minutes without really being interrupted. And it's glorious, especially when it's so hot outside. But we hadn't been there since pre-COVID and bam, summit flu. And so, you know that, I mean, if you have a lot of kids, it's like that the first kid is always like, is this the stomach flu or is it food poisoning? Like, which one is this? We don't have any fevers. Like what's going on? But also my children never just randomly start throwing up in the middle of the day. It's always midnight and then I'm up all night with children. So we had Pukey McPukester on that like Wednesday into Thursday. Then next week we go back to this coffee shop to meet some moms and friends and whatever. And that night Pukey McPukester number two is just puking her brains out and all night starts at 1130 PM and is just like all night. And we went back like I had even, I told my husband, like, we're going to the coffee shop, not yesterday morning, but Tuesday morning. And he was like, okay, well, if somebody pukes, like, that's on you. And I, he was joking, kind of, because it didn't really help much when Pukey McPukesters woke up. But, um, yeah, so third kid wakes up puking Tuesday night into Wednesday. By some grace of God, my husband had taken Wednesday off just because he has leave he needs to burn before the end of the fiscal year. 
Um, I was going to take the kids to the movies and stuff, and we didn't do any of that because I spent the whole day sanitizing the house. And not only did I have one puker, but then at like 2.30 in the morning, one of the twins woke up and was like, mom, mom. And I go in there, I'm like, what? Literally have a kid puking every 30 minutes. Like, what? And um, she's like, I'm so hungry. And I was like, well, homegirl, it's 2.30 in the morning. Like, I'm not feeding <laughs> And eventually, after about two hours of her complaining of hunger, it turned into, like, my tummy hurts. And I was like, oh. Now, she had already been puker McPukester the week before. So I'm like, surely she's not going to be puking. Well, by 5 o'clock in the morning, I had two of them vomiting everywhere. I was, like, cleaning rugs and cleaning couches and one of them like managed to like puke and walk <laughs> so disgusting so yeah I ended up cleaning pretty much from like the living room you know like there's we have like a remote master so our master's on one side and so like from the living room foyer towards their side of the house their bathroom everything like I sanitized everything yesterday um so that's kind of where we are. Um, I don't know, like my Bible study is meeting, but we're not really talking about much. So I feel like spiritually I'm not, I don't know, I'm not waking up in the morning and praying. You know, there's just those seasons where like it feels easy and you feel close to God. And then they just kind of, there's those seasons where you feel like very monotonous. And when I'm in those seasons, I keep finding the world telling me like one, I'm on social media way too much. But I keep finding the world, aka in my own brain, myself, telling me that, like, because I'm not making money for my family, I'm not worthy of whatever. I'm not enough. And um, it's coming at us from all different angles. You're not skinny enough. You're not strong enough. You're not fit enough. You're not disciplined enough with your food. You're not disciplined enough with your schedules in your home and just whatever, all these things. So I found myself like wanting to dive back into photography or even I thought about like health coaching, which is ridiculous because I just don't, it's not that I don't have the time. I'm sure that there's thousands, probably millions of women out there who like have full-time jobs and are also mothers and stuff. But I know, I know I've been told by God that like my vocation is not to make money in my family. That's not part of my vocation in caring for my family. And that is for some women. But I think recognizing that like God has told me the more you try to make money, and especially when it's things like with businesses or whatever, or even like this podcast, um, I have, side note, have never made money from this podcast. Last October, I was like, if anybody wants to support it, throw some money at me so that I can pay these like registration fees for the next year um, to keep the podcast supported. And I'm going to have to do that again here soon. But um, yeah, it's just like, I, I don't know. I feel this pull that like I need to make money, but then, you know, I want to do it right. I, I want to pay taxes and I want to do all the things for the photography. But in order to do that, like I have to charge more. And if I'm charging more, I feel like I need to be more professional and blah, blah, blah. And it becomes this whole thing. And then I kind of had like a slight mental breakdown and was like, hmm, this is probably like, haven't we been here before? God, God has told me like, you're not meant to do this. So I don't know. So just kind of struggling a little bit. Um, and I don't know, you know, that like kind of feeling like you're drowning. Um, 
I have not really talked about it. I'm going to try to be cryptic because, like, in case people are listening with their children. But um, I had quite a few things happen to me 15 years ago. Um, some of them made, like, the national news uh, in on April 16, 2007. If you want to look it up, uh, I was at that school that it happened. And um, the subsequent months were obviously very hard. Um, but then very personal traumatic things happened. Um, and my kids are watching the movie because, side note, because they're, my son, who's the only one who hasn't been sick, says he quote unquote doesn't feel well. I'm not quite sure if he just wanted to watch a movie, but I was like, you're going to have to do homeschool this weekend then because you need to stay on track. But anyway, so he, um. So he, with his own money, bought a movie, and that's, like, the only reason why I have any ability to record a podcast. Also, I am an auditory processor, so talking things out loud helps. But I was like, whatever. He's, he kept saying he's thrown up into a trash can, and I, like, looked in the trash can. I was like, there's no throw up in there, so what are you talking about? Anyways, I sometimes I think little kids think just, like, spitting is throwing up. So, like, if you hawk a loogie, that's disgusting. But you know what I mean. Is that even how you say hawk? H-O-C-K? I, that's what I've been saying my whole life. That's probably wrong. Anyway, so, all right, so I experienced this big national trauma. Um, secondary, secondarily experienced. I was not in the classroom or anything. I was just a part of the community that it happened to um, and had friends of friends uh, who were physically affected. Um, may God have their souls rest in peace. Um, and then I also had just friends who were so affected because they're, you know, whatever. Anyways, um, so then, like, I go buck wild that summer with, like, alcohol and stuff. And then by September, had a very personal trauma um, happen to me. And I basically repressed that trauma for the last 15 years. Because when I told people I was depressed for this um, second second trauma, very personal trauma, that happened to me happened in the beginning of September. Well, then I stopped going to classes, started taking drugs, um, doing all these things. And when I would tell friends or people in my community, like, hey, I'm really depressed. I really don't kind of want to live anymore. Um, I was kind of told, like, yeah, we're all depressed. Like, we've all been through some stuff. You know what I mean? Um, and so... I then felt like I wasn't listened to, um, or taken seriously or whatever. And, uh, in the end of November, I attempted to end my life. Um, praise God it didn't happen. That's part of my story. I actually have a YouTube video about it if you like want to hear the story, but anyway, it's like part of my life testimony. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> I was feeling like really close to God. And I was praying a lot in like February, March. And I was just reading through this book called, um, a mother's rule of life, which honestly I might, maybe I'll just do that and do like a five part series, like on this book and like read through this book and, um, discuss it. I don't know. There's a bunch of things that I'm like, I need to do in my life. <laughs> so if I do a podcast episode about them or post about it on social media, then maybe I'll actually do it. Um, 
So anyways, I'm in prayer in the adoration chapel because I was waking up at 530 in the morning and I was either going to CrossFit or going to adoration. So I'm going to adoration two or three times a week for an hour each. And that's life changing. If you can spend three uninterrupted hours a week just in prayer in the presence of Christ, like obviously that's going to be life changing. I am not doing that now. Um, and I think, and obviously my relationship with Christ has suffered because of it, not because of lack of effort on his part, but mine. Anyways, so I'm in prayer and in prayer, I get this, um, I'm journaling and I'm just like, Oh, like I really need to find a therapist. Like I'm good right now. So I should find a therapist so that when I'm not good, I have one. And I also stopped uh, thought the same thing about spiritual direction. Spiritual direction is a whole other thing. It kind of backfired because I feel like this old priest really just wanted um, somebody to talk to, less someone to spiritually guide. So maybe I need to keep searching. But anyways, um, so I go online and military insurance, which is called Tricare, now offers telemedicine because of COVID. And I have never been able to be consistent at therapy because even my therapist that was close, I, my husband had to come take off work. I had to wait for him to get home, drive 20 minutes to the therapist, have an hour long therapy session, drive 20 minutes back. My husband was having to take two and a half hour long lunches just so that I could go to one hour of therapy. It, I felt like a massive nuisance. And so because of that, I would, or he would walk into work and be like, Hey, I actually can't come home for a long lunch today. And I'd be like, well, looks like I'm canceling therapy. You know what I mean? It was just kind of a mess. And, um, I couldn't take my kids with me. Anyways, so um, this telemedicine was like amazing. So I finally, uh, I prayed about it and submitted the form, said I wanted someone who was Christian, preferably Catholic. I have no clue what she is because she's not supposed to tell me what she is, which is great. But um, I find this therapist who you can only go to a therapist who's in your state um, just by certifications and things like that. She cannot prescribe medicines because I didn't want somebody who could prescribe medicines. Um, she's pretty holistic in nature. And um, she's been a godsend. Well, I go to the first session with her and she immediately is like, you have PTSD. And now, mind you, I'm not going to this session like broken and crying. I was just like, I just feel like the need that therapy is good for people. And I should just have this in my back pocket so that I can like cope when life does get crazy because I'll have these pretty quick like descents into the pit of depression and sometimes I can come out of them pretty quickly sometimes it lasts a few weeks to a month but I never really understood well Lynn my therapist um she is like you have PTSD and I was like okay but I mean like the shooting was 15 years ago and the life ending attempt was 15 years ago and she's like honey it's not from that it's from um I'm going to give you a few seconds to put earmuffs on or um, pause this so that you can, so that I can just speak openly. So no kids, don't let kids listen to this. We have five, four, three, two, one. Okay. September of 2007, I was raped and um, it was not by a stranger. Um, anyways, just. So Lynn brings this up and I'm like, I kept calling it like a sexual assault. She has me describe it. And she's like, you are not just assaulted. Like, um, I very much just like put that on the back burner because there were people who died in the school shooting. So 
like me and my little problems. Um, and she's like, no, because of that, you struggle with lack of control. Anytime you don't feel control, you go into these defense mechanisms, these coping mechanisms that are not healthy, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, she hashes out all this stuff and um, instantly pitted, pitted depression after she like brought that up. I told my husband about it, which he knew very few details about what happened. Um, I then start having nightmares, all these things. And so I really had to hash that out in um, life and in therapy. And that's kind of what's been going on. I don't know. The reason why I'm speaking about this, I guess, is because I, after seeing her, became very aware of the fact that um, so many of my quote unquote faults that I take to confession or whatever are actually responses to trauma. And, um, that doesn't mean that I don't have control over them and that I can't pray and ask for God's intercession. But I think, uh, we, we as Christians really have to remember that we are body and soul, um, and the body includes our mind, you know what I mean? So, um, that when you as a mom or as a wife or whatever, instinctively turn to yelling or, um, obsessively cleaning or, um, I get getting really anxious when there's like, let's say a lot of clutter around. Obviously I'm speaking from, these are my experiences. Um, when there's too much noise and you feel like you can't think straight, um, these things can be rooted in times in your life where you felt lack of control. And when you feel lack of control from these smaller triggers, it basically can tell your body, like, this is how I felt on the day of that trauma. And, and so you revert. And, and because of that, these, uh, triggers can trigger you to go into bouts of depression, which can seem cyclical, but in reality, um, it's not cyclical. It's that they're triggered. And so the difference between being bipolar is if you're bipolar, you know, you're just going to cyclically, you know, hormonally dip into these depressions and things like that. This is why for me, antidepressants and stuff didn't work because it was not hormonal. My triggers and my responses are not hormonal. They're, they're physical, um, triggers in my world. So, um, all of this to say that if you have any sort of trauma in your life, big trauma, national news, or little t trauma, things that only affected you, um, this could be something like a car accident, uh, a illness for your child or yourself, um, something that happened to you that feels as though you weren't listened to. So like, let's say birth, let's say you had this plan for this beautiful birth, but you kind of felt bullied. I'm also speaking from experience, bullied by the doctor to do X, Y, Z during your birth. Um, it can, you can respond in ways that are very defensive, whatever. So this is my whole thing is I'm going to do my best to just record podcasts and throw them out there. And I have to figure out a way to make like some sort of money to offset the fact that it's going to cost me $200 to record this podcast in October. But, um, but yeah, so this is just my little ramble on, um, go find somebody to talk to. Like talking to Jesus is great and bringing everything to Jesus is great. But if you're not taking care of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, like things are going to be off. 
And I think that's where the the world is wrong treating mental illness, quote unquote mental illness, or mental uh, that you know I say quote unquote because that encompasses so many things. That's everything from trauma to actual hormonal imbalances. Um, we treat mental illness as if it's not a physical issue. It is. <laughs> Your body physiologically responds to stress and things like that. But we're also treating mental illness like it's not a spiritual issue because it can also be. It probably normally really is because mental illness is a real way that the devil can like creep in and tell you you're not worth whatever um, you deserved, whatever trauma that happened to you, uh, you know, whatever, any of the things. If we're not approaching our life, realizing like, how am I doing mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically? Um, then there's going to be imbalances in our life and there's going to be problems. And right now I feel like I'm in a problem area. I don't necessarily feel depressed. I just feel spiritually very dry. Um, I, I don't know. So like if you're feeling that, reach out. Um, I don't mind chatting. If, if you are military or if you're not military and you need uh, to find somebody to talk to, telemedicine is a for real life thing now. And you can just like, many insurance might pay for it. I know BetterHelp is um, like an online therapy solution. I do think that they're pretty darn secular. So I'd stay away from that. But also the mark of a good therapist is one that you should know nothing about their personal life. It's not a two-way relationship. You know what I mean? Like my therapist literally just helps me come to my own conclusions, um, which is super cathartic because I just talk and talk and talk. Um, but you should not know how your therapist feels on XYZ political issue, on XYZ uh, religious doctrine. Like, you shouldn't know that. Unless you are explicitly like, I am XYZ type of Protestant, and therefore I'm going to go to an XYZ type of Protestant counselor or something. That's one thing. But um, I'm talking about mental health therapy, period. Um, she will walk me through things. Uh, without ever giving me any sort of inclination as to how she feels on said issue. You know what I mean? Like she's worried about like, how am I responding as a human? Uh, do I feel entitled to this person's acceptance or opinion or whatever? Anyways, um, a really good Catholic resource is Melissa Grace Tablada. I think I'll try to link her Instagram. Anyways, she's got like a, she's a, Catholic therapist or counselor, family, family marriage therapist, um, in Florida and she does telemedicine so she can have sessions online. And it's the, the telemedicine for a mom with, who never has a break from her children has been wonderful because I give them their tablets and they just go play with them for an hour while I have my session in my bedroom on my phone. Um, so that's super helpful. Um, and but, but like I said, you can only go to a therapist who's in your state, who's licensed in your state. So if you live in Alabama, you need to find one that's in Alabama. Oh, sorry. So that's, if you need help, like navigating how to find that, I would be happy to try to help because I think that, um, when it comes to therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, um, mental health therapy, there's like, why would you no bad is ever going to come from that. Now, you might not be super lucky like me. And um, I'm trying to put my foot on the drawer because I'm just on my side table right now because 
Um, like my therapist was phenomenal right off the bat. And I know other people don't have that same experience. So you might need to like see somebody for four weeks and then just be like, you know what? I'm not meshing with this person. And that's fine. Switch therapists, but like, don't stop doing therapy because I feel like the world we live in nowadays, the amount of us who don't have some sort of trauma response to something that has happened in our lives. Like, I mean, all of us that I'm probably speaking to were alive during 9-11 and probably remember it. Like I was in ninth grade. I don't really know who my audience is, probably 35 year olds like me, but you know, like that's a trauma we experienced. If you were in the military, knew anybody that lived in DC, um, knew anybody that lived in New York city, like you probably have some sort of relation to that trauma, um, sexual trauma, uh, religious trauma. I mean, there's some trauma at school, like who, who knows, you know what I mean? There's a million different things. And, um, one trauma does not negate, uh, the severity of how somebody else deals with their trauma, no matter what it is. Like a fender bender could have absolutely scared you for your life. And you are terrified every time you're in cars now, and you could have been in a horrible, horrible accident. And it didn't affect you as much because you had quote unquote, more terrible traumas in your life before that. I don't know. So anyways, go talk to somebody. That's what we're talking about. If you have anything you want me to actually look into on here, I feel like I'd have a little bit more purpose. If somebody was like, can you talk about this? Um, let me know. Go find me on Instagram. It, just find me at my personal Instagram, which is Heather Yog. Is it? Hold on. Heather Yar underscore. Um, I just want to find you on there. Um, it's Heather Yar with an underscore. And um, yeah, just DM me on there or email me at holyhotmessmom at gmail.com. I um, also, little plug, I have a friend, Caroline, who was on the podcast. We did two episodes because it was so long. Um, she just found out that her son, her stepson, has uh, cancer and I believe it's cancer of his eyeball and so it's like the outer part of his eyeball it's like the inside going towards his brain um and they're like about to start chemo and all this stuff and I just posted on my Instagram like if anybody wants to help to let me know um and I'll figure out a way to help so I'm not sure if she's going to do a GoFundMe or if we can just do some sort of, um, just like DoorDash gift cards or something. I don't know, but go follow me on Instagram. We can figure out how we can help Caroline. Her Instagram is be still by Caroline. She has like a little Etsy business. Um, so yeah. Um, just go be the hands and feet of Christ to this mom who has a little girl who's like not even 18 months old yet. And she's having another little girl, I believe, um, in September. And so she's going to have two babies, two and under, and then she's going to have a son going through chemo and biopsies and all these kind of things. Um, and Jack is only in first grade. So it's, um, sad. And I just want to support, uh, somebody who's just always been such a kind, beautiful wonderful person to me. So, um, go look that up and 
maybe maybe I'll post a podcast once every six months. I don't know. Somebody tell me what to talk about. Okay. Also, can you hear my washer and dryer in the background? That was a debacle. Maybe I'll tell that. I never do.